Hello, you are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. And it's hot today, folks. Mm. (laughs) We've got the air running. I have the house set at 69. Do you know how much it is with the air running in here? 71. It's like not keeping up with the heat today. That's how my house is. Anytime there's like any movement it starts climbing immediately it's like oh did you say energy i know i just came back from vacation in michigan well just it's been a little bit now but uh uh, the weather there i think the highest high while we were there was 76 degrees so like wonderful woke up and it was like 58 degrees in the morning sit by the lake drink some coffee it was literally everything i could have asked for i am devastated to hear this news <laughs> it was a nice trip also i don't know i feel like i already put it on my personal social media like i, I don't announce things well i'm engaged now so oh, yeah. wow yay That's, you're so casual about it all like you well, told me you did by asking me how to get a ring off of a finger <laughs> oh yeah i just started saying hey a ring is stuck how do we get it off and you're like oh you asked i said oh yeah anyway the, <laughs> the ring is stuck yes no we're both very low-key we both knew we got each other a ring and then we're like so do you want to exchange gifts now <laughs> and we did and we're slowly easing ourselves into saying the words like engaged and fiance because it's weird she's too nervous to say it she's big scaredy poop about it when john and i got engaged and even married i hated say i like this sounds terrible but i hate saying this is my fiance i almost never use that word or like this is my husband i don't really this say is that john yet pretty like, much i'm like this is um john right i for the other reasons hesitate to say like my girlfriend and now my fiance because like some people don't like gay people and that's always mm. fun yeah. But not to make it sad. Anyway. Rip. Yeah, so here here we are. The, Back the again. End. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, I don't know, it's just weird to, it's silly because calling each other, like, girlfriend felt kind of childish and immature. Like, no, we're more than that, even though we weren't, and now we are. And now we're just like, hey, friend. Hey, buddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my exciting, exciting news. Exciting Yeah, I know. Back from vacation a new woman so gross (laughs) just kidding i have nothing new to say (laughs) just living my life seems like it was hot when i left and it's hot now that i'm back so i didn't miss it much (sighs) i really wanted to report that i finished my book and i am like less than 50 pages away and i said i was gonna finish it the other night it didn't happen yeah the flowers in the attic when we talked about on our last listener episode you're very close that's probably Mm -hmm. a lot to like swallow though that's a lot to take in yeah that's a book it is and it's a book series there's five books in total i don't know anything i truly (laughs) don't i can say as an update that the book is definitely not like the show that we watched (laughs) uh lots of it's i don't know it there's a lot of stuff different with it i don't know i just wish i read books more maddie read first of all took minimum i can't remember how many books like physical books she took seven on this week-long trip i think she finished i'm gonna end up getting a text here in a minute if she's listening from the other room how many books she finished but i know for a fact she probably finished four at least four 
books in a week that's ridiculous yeah. i can't i just read really slow or i can't i've always got something else going on that i'm like oh i read 10 pages that's enough for today <laughs> i just get distracted and anxious so i don't <laughs> well we've got off topic speaking of We're getting so distracted sorry. and anxious <laughs> there's the text message folks oh gosh how many was it oh come on no maybe oh it doesn't recognize my face what do I need to unlock your phone? This is my face. She said only three with a sad mm -hmm. face. Just kidding. Probably really close to finishing four, but she took a lot of books, finished three. Like that's still three In more than I did. Days. Yeah. <laughs> On vacation. Six days. Six days. Six. Well, cause she can read in the car. Like, oh. I, yeah, I know. And we were in the car a lot. So yeah. I listen to podcasts. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, same. That's what I do. <laughs> anyway welcome back it is the oh my gosh first thursday it's august of the month it i is. know exactly what we're here to record and did you just see the realization hit yeah it's <sighs> august it is august i don't oh my gosh i don't even have anything to say about that it's what? august well no what day is this coming out not august 1st it's the first thursday in august first thursday it's, you, whatever whatever day it is i don't care <laughs> you're here and we're back as promised returning to alton illinois if you mm -hmm. remember from last month we got way in over our heads we're like "Ooh, a haunted town this should be cool and it was and it was a lot what? so we had to make multiple trips out of this location thus multiple episodes yep lots going on so the first episode we covered the thing that we just like blazed through the first time we went and we just did little tidbits here and there trying to see all these haunted locations realize we were in over our heads mm -hmm. decided to go back so now this is brushing up we took like an actual tour tour mm -hmm. uh like a bus tour actually it was kind of fun it is it's a ghost bus tour ghost i, know, I thought bus. you were saying ghostbuster <laughs> no. tour that they offer in alton and i don't know what i was expecting i'm like oh a bus like a school bus or a, man it was a charter bus i know and it was almost full yeah that's yeah that's right and it was i mean it was a it was a night tour i'm like i would not drive a uh, charter bus at night like the, in some of the streets that we went on oh my god we'll talk about it when we get there but <laughs> man <laughs> so went on this bus tour even got to like get out and go to some of these locations some of them mm -hmm. we couldn't for like privacy reasons or whatever right so yeah we're gonna now cover that trip yes that gave us a lot of information the the guy who led the tour was very informative he's written a ton of books i feel terrible because his name has escaped me i was gonna pull it out. i i want to say it's troy taylor oh yeah i'm, I'm almost positive that's what it I was i can't remember if it's taylor or troy it's troy taylor troy taylor yeah. yeah he's published a bunch of books mostly you know haunted haunted i almost said michigan haunted illinois alton no, like, things like that yes paranormal books he also has done some other stuff so i want to say in the true crime realm yeah yeah mm -hmm. so he gave this to he was leading this tour he wasn't driving but he took us locate we started at where the heck did we start we start at clifton well we let well, we, I know. Where did we leave from? We went. We got dinner. Oh, we first. got dinner. That's, That's why I'm confused. Right. <laughs> we all met for dinner. Got on this bus. We traveled, 
And the first stop that we took was at the Clifton Terrace. Clifton Terrace, yes. And we ate dinner at Bluff City Grill, if you couldn't remember. <laughs> Which is not haunted, in case you're curious. It was just a place for dinner. It was like right just across the street, practically, from our last stop, which is why we did like a big old circle. Yeah, yeah. But I'll go ahead and start with, and it was Troy Taylor. I had, I want just to be certain. <laughs> right. I'm going to start with uh, Clifton Terrace isn't one of the places we could get out at, unfortunately. So no. I'm going to talk about some other stuff about Clifton Terrace, but I'll also tell you about how the bus tour went on our stop there. Mm-hmm. This information is coming from madcohistory.org. Okay. Okay. Mad- Madco? Oh, Madison County. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I don't get it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They said from the time that the railroad built their platform at Clifton Terrace in 1889, the countryside location along the Mississippi River became accessible to a great number of visitors. The Bluff Line Railroad was the owner of the wooded grounds in the immediate vicinity of the railroad platform. They expanded their facility, adding a dance pavilion and eventually a restaurant. Wow, uh, fancy. Slash tavern. Fancy. The line sold excursions to the woods, and that is in parentheses. Creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in their early advertisements, that's what they were uh, selling was excursions to the woods, mm-hmm. but <laughs> a the, different time, truly. Yeah, but that soon changed as the popularity of the resort grew. The railroad hosted events to draw additional crowds to their picnics, including regattas that could be seen from the windows of the train and steamboat excursions from the Clifton Dock. Um, orchestras were hired for the regularly scheduled dances in addition to other entertainment similar to the resorts at Horseshoe Lake, including dining, picnicking, boating, bowling, and billiards. Sounds like my kind of town. Indeed. <laughs> it I almost want- sounds like... I picture, and it's not really the same, but I picture, like, in Dirty Dancing, it's like a summer getaway that the whole, like, rich families went to, -to well-to-do families went to. Right, yeah. That's what I picture. Um, Anyway, Louis Sturitz, I think. Yeah, His adjoining property on Clifton Terrace had a hotel that could accommodate more than 100 guests who, before the bluff line, had to arrive by carriage along rough roads or by boat. So this place had to be, like, worth it. Yes, yeah. Sturitz moved to the area in the early 1850s and established a large farm. After purchasing the property, he developed the hillside along the Mississippi River into vineyards similar to those he remembered from his youth along the Rhine River in Germany. Maybe that's why the last name's hard to pronounce. <laughs> that could, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> His wines became very popular, even beyond local markets. Recognizing the potential of the beautiful setting, he built the hotel for tourists and quarry workers. When the railroad came through, he renovated the hotel, painting it white, and expanding the facility to include the dance pavilion in 1891. I don't know why that cracks me up. That It's like he renovated by painting it white. I assume so it would stand out off the river, right? maybe? Yeah, po- I mean, possibly, I, w- I would imagine. Well, and if it's in the woods, all the greenery around it, it would definitely stick out. Yeah. But by the early 1900s, the resort was beginning to get a ra- uh, rundown appearance. Womp. Uh, <laughs> as new people arrived to the building, uh, lavish summer cottages along the river. Are they? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
rewind. As the new people arrive to build uh-huh. summer cottages along the river, the Sturts Hotel was refurbished and the resort business restored. Soon, soon after the turn of the century, the Bluff Lines Tavern and restaurant Cliff Terrace Inn was purchased by Sturitz, who operated both the hotel and the restaurant until he died in 1909. After that, his daughters uh, ran the businesses until 1929. And then new owners in the late 1930s tore down the old hotel and ran the Clifton Terrace Inn, which was they ran it as a dining room slash tavern for 30 years until it finally burned to the ground in 1968. That's a pretty good run. It's a shame it's not still over it like it because it sounds like it was such a like a lavish, large building. Well, just grounds in general right well after Sturitz died and his daughters took over i remember troy telling us that they really didn't do a great job running it which is why it had to be purchased within like a decade of them owning it it was purchased Mm -hmm. by the new owners and at that point the vineyard was gone they tore down the hotel part and just ran the dining room and then after i mean they had a good run with it and then it just died out yeah i mean it was a lot to take care of like the person who started it it was out of like their wants Mm -hmm. they they ran it because they does that make sense like it was like their their love child they're like this is my thing and then handed it down they're like "Mm, i don't want this 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 kind of like this was dad's thing yeah (laughs) yeah but so that's part of the reason we couldn't stop is because there's literally nothing there it was just um i think there may have been some rock formation left or so, you know something like yeah where you could tell there used to be something there at one point but there was nothing to stop and see yeah because what he had what leveled out a little bit for the vineyards and you could kind mm. of see you know evidence of that yeah so the haunted part of this what people used to see when the building was there because there was haunted history after his death in 1909 is that people would see the ghost of they believe to be lewis standing um standing on the balcony overlooking the river Mm -hmm. because that was the one thing that drew him in he's from germany he saw the mississippi and so they believe his ghost is always looking out was looking out over the balcony um because it made him happy reminiscing over the rhine over the rhine yes yep so that is that was our first stop was clifton terrace that was a quick a quick stop for us in the actual bus tour yes we just got a lot of information while we were kind of driving by (laughs) but then our next stop which kelsey's going to cover is jersey landing which this town you've got i was shook at this little town yeah was that the one where we had to take the creepy turn like not the creepy turn the really tight not at this location we're getting there we were on our way to this place okay okay so unfortunately again this is one of those places jersey landing there was nowhere to really go yeah it's it's just a little town really cool but Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean it is what it is so this was this is jersey landing also wow also (laughs) known as elsa illinois elsa spelled almost like you would think but with an h at the end yeah so blink and you might miss it this information coming from the wingedsandals.com 
Tucked into a wooded ravine between two sets of cliffs along the Mississippi River, the village of Elsa, Illinois is sometimes referred to as the town that time forgot. Wow. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's a very cliche thing, but it's true. Like, it's wild that it's still there and existing because it just looks so out of place. Yes, it does. Okay, so located about 40 minutes north of St. Louis, Missouri, this tiny hamlet between Alton and Grafton is rich in beauty, history, and architecture, and is now listed in its entirety on the National Register of Historic Places. Wow. Neat. A visit here will give you an idea of the 19th century small-town America along the Mississippi River. We find it by accident... What a weird... (laughs) Who's we? What? Sorry. We find it by accident. Even though we've been on the Great River Road before, photographing? Hmm? Photograph... What? Photographing? I just had a moment. Goodness sakes. Photographing. Bald eagles on the (laughs) ice flows. We had not seen the village. It takes us by surprise. It is rare to find a village preserved in time that has not been turned into a, quote, living museum with reenactments and actors walking around in costumes that's true Uh, i've been to some really cool you know historical towns williamsburg virginia Mm -hmm. well i did like the williamsburg jamestown yorktown that whole bit yeah and it's really cool really well preserved but it feels almost uh amusement parky because there are are people yeah well yeah and it looks genuine from the outside but then you go on the inside and the buildings are like you know shops and buy little knickknacks and you're ringing me up on a square reader in your colonial (laughs) wear like it's just odd you know yeah anyway instead this is a living breathing village occupied by some 600 plus residents who call this their home and take great pride in maintaining the buildings and structures in pristine condition even the great flood of 1993 has not dampened the enthusiasm Notwithstanding significant damage to both structures and trees, the residents have rebuilt and replanted. Apart from a small plaque on the old schoolhouse marking the height of the water, there is little evidence of the damage. Good for Mm -hmm. them. James Semple, a local lawyer, politician, and U.S. senator, founded the village in 1953. He offered people free lots of land if they would use the stones from his quarry to build their homes. It was like... That part to me was really interesting for some reason. There's a lot of limestone yeah. in the area, and he's like, I'll just give this plot of land to you. You can have it, but you have to build with the stuff that you see right here. Mm-hmm. Like, you ha- you can't import your stuff. Right. I guess depending, depending on what it would have cost to buy land at the time, that might have been a decent trade. I th- feel like it would have been. Yeah, right. He named the village Elsa, allegedly after Ailsa Craig, spelled different, like Mm A-I-L-S-A, the last outcrop of rock seen by immigrants from Scotland. And Ailsa is a word for a fairy in Gaelic. Ooh. So, The village quickly became an important shipping point for goods produced in the area, because it's along the Mississippi River. Duh. Yeah. (laughs) They were a lot of this, a lot of this trip, I should, I say, duh, a lot of this trip was literally just following down the Mississippi. A lot of it. Mm -hmm. That's what they call the Great River Road is because it stretches all the way across the Mississippi. We followed that thing all the way. You're looking at Missouri the entire time across the way. Pretty much. Yeah. So 
Yeah. These were loaded onto barges on the Mississippi River for transportation to markets. With the advent of the railroads, the town faded into the background. Today, its once bustling port and waterfront are under the Great River Road Highway, opened in 1964. There are effectively two streets, two streets in Elsa, LaSalle, yeah, yeah. LaSalle and Mill, with some small side roads. There are no shops or restaurants, just a small post office. The Stones House, the Stone Houses on LaSalle date to before 1861. The Methodist Church with its whimsical twin bird feeder to 1874. The houses on Mill Street are mainly post-1861. And in the winter, they are decorated part of the Elsa House's tour that will take you through what becomes a winter wonderland. You might even get to ride in a horse-drawn carriage as you wind your way through the village. What a pretty little village. And I'll be honest... People love Elsa. There's so much more on this website, but I'm going to wrap it up there. Like, uh, <laughs> for some reason, this this location in particular of all the ones we did, Jersey Landing, Elsa, I just cut this article in half, and that was, like, half of what it had to give. There was one I started scrolling, I was like, my God. Uh, it was a whole, like, a historian had to write for this town. And, I mean, that's fair, considering it's so old, and not only is it so old, but it's still so intact. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it was, like, it was really cool to see. I kind of wish we could have gotten out to see it. hmm But the main concept here being this is a very old town. Lots of things have come and gone, including, you know, people, mm-hmm. deaths, things like that. hmm So this was just a run-of-the-mill spooky spooky town you know yeah little you get your your basic like you see people standing in windows and you hear cries in the woods and blah 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 like i'm not downplaying it by any means it was just another stop that we took that i liked i thought it was a cool town and who doesn't like a tiny little haunted town well and the big the big reason we stopped is they have that huge limestone wall with a certain painting on the side of it. Oh my gosh. You know, I didn't even get, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about that because we could take you through this sprawling story that Troy took us through, mm-hmm. but I will spoil the end for you, which is he told this whole lavish tale and at the end was like, and none of that's true, by the way. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was just like a a made-up story that got out of hand and people kept building off of and it's about none other than our favorite bird which, which we mispronounced pronounced strong we weren't too i will say we weren't too far off yeah but yeah this cliff like when it's what i think it's what we saw when we were driving no we didn't make it that far no but this bird is all over the place it's the what it, we called it at first the piazza bird yeah okay we it were is, close uh, it's piazza piazza so the piazza bird painted very large on the side of this cliff and there's a weird opening in in the cliff as well yeah and it was this whole long story about how it's honestly racist and it's in its pretty much nature but it's like Native Americans would steal people away and take them to this to this tunnel to feed the piazza bird so they wouldn't so they would appease the bird and the bird wouldn't kill them. Mm-hmm. That is not true. It's yeah. not true. Yeah. That that was the big... I mean, that's all that really is left of Jersey Landing, too. Uh, it's close to Elsa. It's not quite Elsa, but that's what we got to see was that big, big wall of rocks. 
Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Not to, you know, dumb it down. But that's what it is. It's a big rock wall. Yeah. Our next stop, speaking of Elsa and rock walls. and <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to cover our tour took us into Elsa. We got to drive down both streets, I believe. I didn't uh, realize both there were whole two. streets, yeah. yeah. I'm going to talk about a specific building in Elsa now. So the Jersey Landing isn't really there anymore, but it is like as you're entering Elsa. Mm-hmm. And Elsa is built off those limestone rocks, so yeah. makes sense. But one of the buildings in Elsa is actually the Maple Leaf Cottages, which just sounds so quaint. They do. They and do. You can, I low-key wanted to stay there. And you can stay there. You can. You can. So I'm getting this information from enjoyillinois.com. Okay, I will. How precious. <laughs> um, so the... Maple Leaf Cottages, the Maple Leaf Cottage Inn, if you will, is over 150 years old. Wow. Goodness. I mean, yeah, Elsa sounds like, in the vein of Elsa, it sounds Mm -hmm. like, but considering it's still running. Yeah, and Elsa itself, even though it's not very big, the Maple Leaf Cottages was like right at the back. It's the, like, one of the last things you... Yeah, basically think of this town as a big v slash u yeah it's kind of shaped like that yeah and it's at the bottom of the v u (laughs) yes now this website says that it's nestled in a lovely wooded area that's tucked between limestone bluffs yes it is (laughs) the maple leaf consists of three main buildings with five charming updated rooms Ooh, located in the garden house is our dining room where you'll enjoy delicious meals Mm. the new innkeeper deborah smith provides the most unique bed and breakfast experience you will find anywhere with great pride we offer many amenities with uh, attention to detail i don't know why i went uh, attention (laughs) (laughs) Clean, comfortable rooms, beautiful views, tasty snacks, homemade breakfast with a friendly, accommodating staff awaits you. Uh, you can enjoy a relaxing walk, viewing the diverse and unique homes listed on the uh, Elsa National Historic Register. Honestly, I feel like probably every building in Elsa is on the historic yeah, register. It's so, like, you see, you saw Jersey Landing, you saw the bluffs, you saw the giant limestone wall you get into Elsa, and for some reason it still didn't hit me until about when we hit the Maple Leaf Cottages. You see every every building, at least from the ground halfway up, if not all the way up, are these giant chunks of limestone. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, it's such a cool, I don't know, it's very cool. Yeah. And they said they take pride in their gardens. I could see that. It was dark at this point, but... It was, but everything, I'm sure, this sounds stupid, I bet there's some kind of HOA, because everything was very pristine. Yeah, well, and it's also quite literally tucked back in the woods, so it says, nature's beauty resides here. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it really did. Uh, you can relax on the porches and sit at the many tables placed throughout the garden as... Uh, pastime of many guests i don't know why oh it's like saying of times past oh haha mm-hmm. others enjoy hiking biking and taking a stroll to the mississippi river because it is just right off the river you, yeah it's like a five minute walk and boom if, you're on the mississippi that, yeah once you pull out of the town of elsa oh there it is mm-hmm. you can cozy up around the fire pit under uh 
in the evenings under the stars. Mm, if cute. you are looking for a unique venue, Kelsey, we are set up to host oh small weddings and receptions. Okay, listen. Would be cool. <laughs> I started... That's a destination thing, I know. Though. People immediately jump out. When are you doing this? What the, What date? What time? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Also, I'm very deterred because I looked up some locations the other day and I said, I'm broke. And then I went back to playing whatever I was playing. Stardew Valley. Oh, of course. (laughs) Well, they offer other stuff for anyone else interested, such as birthdays, baby showers, bridal showers, intimate dinners, and scrapbooking parties. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, like, weddings, babies, new beginnings, bright futures, scrapbooking. (laughs) The possibilities are endless. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, they have things that will make you want to come back again and again, is what it says. Oh, okay. So why is Maple Leaf on our tour, you may ask? I don't know. Why is it on our tour? Unfortunately, <laughs> on the bus tour, we did not get to go in this. Even though it wasn't, like, technically private property, like somebody's home or something, mm-hmm. and it's still standing, it was also, like, 9 or 10 o'clock at night. So. And my guess is because it's a five-room cottage hotel thing bed and breakfast kind of they thingy. probably had people in there and that would be very i mean we had a half more than half full charter bus that'd be a little oh, yeah. distracting just a tad bit we don't want to ruin that scrapbooking party so yeah <laughs> well the reason why we stopped at the maple leaf cottage has to do with the attic mm. so the attic is what they call the bridal suite Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why it's called the bridal suite. You would think because they hold weddings and stuff, they're like, oh, that's where the bride stays. Well, and it's held weddings and things like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And there's they've not been able to pinpoint who it is that they're seeing. But there is you a lot of guests have reported seeing a woman in a wedding dress in the attic. Mm-hmm. She walks through the room, sits at the vanity and has been seen brushing her hair. Some people have reported that. Like, she looks so real that they're like, uh, there's a woman in our room. Isn't it like from the ring or something? Like, I'm getting very, <laughs> like, or Grave Encounters 2 vibes. Oh, Ugh, yeah, the yeah. ring. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Or the little girl in Grave Encounters 2 towards the beginning. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> I ew, Like the rocking horse. Go, yeah, <laughs> see? <laughs> Y'all can't see. I like how me and Megan understand our half-spoken, like, made-up language thing with sound effects. Because, like, I don't know if that would have made sense to anybody. (laughs) It's fine. Um, But, yeah, a lot of people have seen this woman in a wedding dress. So much so that it was almost getting to become... I I say a problem, not a problem, but it was almost every guest that stayed up there was like, there is a woman in our room. And then they're like, nah, it's, it's the ghost. It's whatever. Yeah. So the person who owned the Maple Leaf Cottage actually ended up taking one of those dress mannequins mm-hmm. and putting a wedding dress on it and putting it in that room. And I feel like that would it, make it worse. Like, I feel like that would be scary. Well, they said that the haunting stopped. I I mean I guess they put her up. I I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know, know what the symbolism works, yeah. was. The problem is that then the Maple Leaf Cottage ended up getting a new owner at some point, and when they were going through the house, they said, "Well, what's this mannequin doing here? That's weird." So mm-hmm. they took it out of the room, and guess who started reporting seeing a woman in the attic again? Mm-hmm. And I think it's still that way today. I don't believe they put the mannequin back. Uh, I don't remember if he said or not, but. Yeah, 
It's, you know, this new owner who knew nothing about it took out this mannequin and then all of a sudden people start saying they're seeing a woman again in the attic. So if you're lucky enough, you can book the attic at the Maple Leaf Cottage. My guess is people know about that, though, and so it's probably a hot commodity as most haunted things are. Yeah. But then our next stop, which ended up being the farthest point of our tour... Uh, yeah, it was like our last stop before we did the wraparound and started heading back towards where we came from is uh, Grafton, the city of Grafton. Yeah, so there was a lot happened. This was like we took a pit stop here, pit stop, potty stop, anything oh, you want to yeah. stop. And <laughs> there's just a lot happening in this little town. Like it was wild because in the. It almost seemed like a, here's this town, let's move on, let's go. Like, there was a lot of story to it, don't get me wrong, but, like, it just felt very whiplashy. Mm-hmm. Was Craft on our last stop? Now I'm starting to, like, second-guess myself. I think we had whipped around, by because remember we pulled up, like, in the back by okay. that large uh, factory building that I think spit out ships or something yes yes okay and then up by so we kind of did like the bar we drove around the town a little bit got it got it yes okay well first let's get a little bit history on grafton this is coming from old faithful wikipedia oh okay i thought you meant the (laughs) web i was like old faithful that's a weird website. no founded in 1832 by james mason grafton is the oldest city in jersey county described as having a quote Post office, one store, one tavern, and a number of families. <laughs> in ni- or, I'm sorry, 1834, the area was being settled as early as 1812 when a blockhouse was built on at the confluence for protection. The and I believe that's that giant the boat bi- the boat docking? factory docking thing in the back. I don't know a uh, blockhouse, a loading dock. I think is what it would be called. Yeah. The city was named after Mason's birthplace of Grafton, Massachusetts, and Grafton was incorporated on May 16, 1907. Grafton's population reached its peak at approximately 10,000 people in, in the 1850s, with employment opportunities coming from the local stone quarries, boat building, and commercial fishing. At one point, there were five quarries in or around Grafton that employed nearly 2,000 men. The local limestone was used to build the Eds Bridge in St. Louis, government buildings in Rock Island, and Jersey County Courthouse in Jerseyville. The Schaefer Wharf Historic District was one of the largest commercial fishing centers along the Mississippi River in the late 19th century. The Old Boat Works, located south of Main Street, that's... There it is. The old boat works. That's what it's called. Okay. But I still can't I can't describe it other than a big boat factory. I said loading dock. Yeah, it's it's big. Like yes. it is a big building. It's located south of Main Street, once housed a paint house and a main mach, main shop, machine shop oh. where paddle wheelers and later PT boats were built. What is a PT boat, you ask? I'll tell you in just a second. Uh-oh. Oh, patrol <laughs> patrol torpedo boat. Ooh. Yes. Today, the old boat works building was host. Oh, what? Sorry, I saw you waving your hand in the back, I was and it's scared. A drink. I thought you were doing like an Aphrodite <laughs> thing, like my bearded dragon, not Aphrodite. Oh, the, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I was taking a drink. Today, the old boat works building hosts many antique and craft stalls and is open on the fourth weekend of each month from May through October. Oh yeah, so they, get, he get said, to going. He said they have like that. Um, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Like a giant flea market? Flea market, yeah. Yeah, yeah like a big one. 
the Great Flood of 1993, which didn't really mess up Elsa, caused little damage, caused significant damage to many of Grafton's structures, and a third of the city's residents moved away. Yikes. The effects of the flood are still evident, and the city's population has not recovered. Whoops. Yeah, so that is a quick, quick and dirty of Grafton, the town. Mm -hmm. But within Grafton, there is the old boatworks building. Let's start there. It's a whole circle. So if the boatworks building, there was a guy, like, first of all, this Troy guy knew anytime we went somewhere, he's like, I know this person, I know the owner, I know this guy, I know whatever. He knew someone, I believe, that worked at the old boatworks building. Uh Uh-huh. And he said that this guy... Like, a quick story, haunted kind of story. I'm not even sure necessarily. It was, like I said, it was used to build patrol torpedo boats. They actually built these boats and sent them out to help during World War I, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, honestly, pretty integral, this little city in Illinois. Yeah, well, it's right on the state line, too. Yeah, so they, I'm sure, have a lot of spiritual blood on their hands, if you will. Yeah. So a guy who worked there recalled a story that you have to, you know, you're closing down the place, you lock everything up, you turn out all the lights, lock the door, you leave. Well, he did all of these things, locked the door, turned to leave, and saw that a light, of course, on the other end of the building was left on. He's like, well, poop, I must have forgotten one. Mm -hmm. So he unlocks the door, goes back inside, goes to that room, the light is on, and he says, homie, how'd I do that? So he turns the light off. And he, like, definitely turns the light off because he made this whole trek across this building to get to it. Goes back to the front door, closes the door, locks it up, turns to leave. The light is back on in the building. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, zero explanation. He's the only person there. Weird, creepy stuff like that at the boatworks. And at that point, he wasn't he like, I'll just come back tomorrow. Like, it's not that deep. <laughs> yeah, I think he probably was less scared and more like, I'm not walking this whole what? trip again. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Also, in that building, I think even during business hours, they said, well, depending, you can hear, like, talking and banging as if, like, building things. Mm-hmm. Like, ships that they don't do there anymore because literally the far end of it is a bar and tavern now well that's i didn't say anything on the trip uh but so there's like no way that someone was probably in that building you would say right at 10 o'clock at night yeah i I know there were people walking around in the bar or near the bar and around the building but when we were sitting there on the bus we didn't get to get out at this location either but i was looking through one of the windows where it said flea market and i I, y'all, I'm not making this up, right. I swear. <laughs> uh, it looked like I saw either someone or the shadow of someone in the building, and I caught it just as it, like, left the window. Mm-hmm. So of course, like, you always catch them. Yeah, there. and I was like, did I just, and I know it was inside. It wasn't, and mm-hmm. there's no way that someone could have made that shadow because the bar, just the way it's positioned, this window was facing us. And yeah. It's, and those are two separate entities. It's a very large building, but it's split, so ideally no one should have been on that side yeah so that's the only thing i saw and i stared for a long time seeing if they would walk back and no one ever came back so i don't know if and of course it was when i was turning my head it's very possible that i just caught something else but to me it looked like it was inside the building right 
But yeah. And then speaking of taverns on the end of the old boat works, Grafton had one thing go. I feel like, did they call it what Terre Haute likes to call itself? Was it another like Sin City? I think so. There's Sin Cities all over the place. I still stand by for no founded reason that Terre Haute is the original Sin City, but it's whatever. This place has not one, not two, not three, but at one point in time had, and remember there were 10... 10,000 people, but, like, the numbers dropped and fluctuate. It has 26 saloons. It had more (laughs) brothels and saloons than any other, like, functioning building in this town. Yeah. So, like, they had their priorities straight. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the saloons in this town that is still functioning today, truthfully, what is the name of it right now? It's not the actual, I don't believe this is the actual name of it. But no, it is. The they name, do call it that? That is what's on the front of the building, the name of the... I, I took a picture of it. Oh, okay. Let me see if I can find it. So there is a saloon in town that is still functioning that we actually stopped in to go potty. Mm-hmm. And it is called the Bloody Bucket Saloon. Yep. So It says Ben Allen's Bloody Bucket Saloon. Yeah, that is so the name of the bar. Very charming. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I think it was given that name because just a lot of bar fights and a lot of i i'm trying to remember it was because of that but he had also mentioned and i don't know where it came from but it's not exactly where the saloon sits today but it's actually it's across the street there's a bp gas station i know he's like you see that bp over there we're gonna talk about that in a minute i said of all like i thought that was the haunted place we were going to i said what which i did i go to the bp and get uh macy sticks and drinks yeah i did yes we did (laughs) but it's behind the bp that actually was kind of the haunted area Mm -hmm. they some i don't know who they is but at some point somebody when they were digging up the ground, found bones and body parts buried where the BP station is. Casually. Which just happens to be across from the Bloody Bucket, which is also why people think it got its name. But I think it's also because of bar fights. Right. So he told us a story about how, wasn't there like a guy who, uh, there was someone on the tour that said he knew somebody who moved into a house behind that BP. Yeah, yeah. And he talked about how weird weird stuff was happening in the house. Like, he would hear um, a girl cry, like a baby cry almost. Yeah. A little girl cry. And they, told, he ended up telling his friend after the tour that he found out that that's what was found on those grounds where he lives. He's like, great. <laughs> cool. Like, he had no idea. And... But there you go. The more mm-hmm. you know. But people say they hear, like, kids crying around there. I have no idea what the bones were or who they belonged to. Sounds like it may have been children. Mm-hmm. God knows what happened there. That's terrifying. Now, I think you're going to cover... This next one is still in Grafton, correct? Yes. But I'll let you... Because it's, like, it's whole... It's a whole separate entity thing. Mm-hmm. The ruble... Yes, the Ruble Hotel. This was on our way out of Grafton. We stopped at this one. We're back on the bus. We didn't get to go into the Ruble Hotel. But here is some history on it from rubelhotel.com. Which is literally right next door to the Bloody Bucket Saloon, right? Pretty close. It's It's like just a couple doors down. Yeah, they're on the same strip of road there. 
So the website says the Ruble Hotel stands as the sole surviving hotel of yesteryear on the streets of historic Grafton, Illinois. I don't know why I don't like that saying. It's dumb. Yesteryear? Yes. (laughs) I don't know. Built by Michael Ruble in 1879, the two buildings which have occupied the site, both the original Ruble and its rebuilt successor, have collectively witnessed over a century of evolution in the small Illinois town. Grafton, located on the National Scenic Byway, sits on the banks of the Mississippi River above St. Louis, we know, nestled below majestic limestone bluffs at the confluence of the Mississippi and Illinois rivers. So everyone's just finding fancy ways to say we got rocks and water. Yeah. (laughs) The scenic location has offered locals and travelers alike the rich tapestry of life on the river, woven with the natural beauty and local culture. This is their website. They really have to build this up. Right, right. As Grafton itself is the oldest town in Jersey County, time's unrelenting march has brought with it a cavalcade. Cavalcade? I said the same way twice. Cavalcade. Cavalcade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of changes ranging from the quarries which built the nearby Eads Bridge with their legion of workers to the Great Flood of 1993. Again, everyone really talks about this flood. Yeah. Despite the changes, Grafton has remained as it always has, a lively river town on the banks of the Mississippi. A favorite location for bird watching in the Midwest. We don't have a lot to do. It is home (laughs) to nature's flyway for wintering American bald eagles. Yeah, good for them. That's what you were talking about earlier with something about bald eagles taking photographing. Oh my gosh, yeah. I (laughs) I don't know. It's just one of those days that the words just don't come out right. Well, anyway, we're skipping past the birds. The ruble has witnessed its (laughs) own share of changes over the years. Uh, It actually burned down in 1912 and then was rebuilt the year later, uh, renting any of its 32 rooms for a dollar a night. That's what a steal. That had been 1913 when it opened back up. What a steal. I just, why does everything have arson involved? I don't know. I I don't know. Here comes the uh, spooky stuff, y'all. So Yay. tune in. Just as the ruble has kept its rich, rich history alive through the years, so too it seems the spirits of its past also live within its walls. Mm. Wow. As the new owners of the ruble relocated to the premises, they stayed in the lower back room of the hotel. And during the winter, when the guests are typically more sparse, they begin to notice strange occurrences in the halls. They would hear soft footsteps. They would smell like kind of strange smells. And then small items would mysteriously vanish as though someone, possibly a child, had taken them. Children ghosts. Mm-hmm. What to say about children ghosts? They can be playful. No, they Almost can, they always can, playful. They can be. I feel like the idea, the presence of a child's ghost is fine. If I have to see it, that's different. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have said they've gotten unexplained orbs and pictures, which are f- feelings on orbs. Yeah, yeah. It's hit or miss. I'd have to see them for myself, honestly. Especially in an older building. Sorry. But it's given rise to the rumors of the existence of a little girl ghost they call Abigail that still may be roaming the halls of the Ruble. Um Today, the Ruble stands as a monument to the endurance of the American River Town, a survivor possessing grace, beauty, and tenacity. Good for her. Now, we 
I wish we could have gotten out to more of these places. I hate that we keep saying we didn't get out at this one. We didn't get out at this one. Sorry. It's just, there were, again, a lot to see. This tour was three hours long. Uh-huh. And we touched so many different places. It was crazy. Yeah. But the ruble, one of the stories he told us about that we couldn't go into was actually um, a story of a couple that ended up staying the night at the ruble. And when they were in their room, they said they could hear a a child crying outside their room. Mm -hmm. And it was like at two in the morning. It was crazy time. Both of them ended up waking up and hearing it. Uh, I think one of them woke up, heard it, went back to sleep, and then the other one woke up, and they were both hearing this throughout the night. And when they woke up the next morning and went downstairs, they were talking to the hotel owner, and they're like, hey, man, there was, like, this kid crying. I don't know what was going on. It was crazy because they asked him, you know, how was your stay? And they said, it was all right, except for this (laughs) weird thing in the middle of the night. And the hotel worker told them, well, that's not possible. Like, you couldn't have heard a kid crying. And they asked, well, why would that be? Like, mm-hmm. kids cry. It's whatever. And um, here comes the answer y'all are probably expecting. At mm-hmm. least I was when I heard it. Yeah, I don't know how many of you are expecting this one. Um, on the edge of your seat, it's because they were the only two people staying in the hotel that night. Ooh. And to make it even more personal, that couple was, was- our... Was our tour guide. Yeah. <laughs> Troy and his wife? His wife at the time. Or I think they may still be, I don't know. Yeah. His wife. Yes. Uh, they're the ones that heard it. That's why he says he absolutely believes the ruble is haunted because he was that couple. <laughs> For some reason of all of the stories he told that night, that like plot twist, I was like, dang, look at this guy. <laughs> I did. I was like, what a storyteller. Because he, Yeah, he was just telling it like every other story up until this point. He's like, oh, by the way, that couple in the, in the thing, that was me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I know. He played it off really good. Yeah. yeah, he actually did. Yeah. And both of us, I think we agreed at the time that it almost reminded us of when we stayed at Old Jail Inn and we heard stuff. Yeah. Saw stuff. I'll never... Ugh, man. Oh, God. I forgot about that part. I'll in never, the kitchen. <laughs> I can't. Like, we get a lot of evidence sometimes. We get good evidence sometimes. This place, as good as the evidence is, we don't physically see a lot of things. No. And a lot of people, when people say they see a full-bodied apparition... I'm very skeptical. That is few and far in between. Yes. As long as we've been doing this, I can... And, oh my God, over a decade we've been ghost hunting. (laughs) And there have only been maybe three instances I can think of that I've seen. I I can't even say it was full-bodied, but I had seen an apparition Mm -hmm. of sorts. Uh, Ashmore. Ashmore's one. St. Mary's? Mm. No. uh, Mm. And the Cullens. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) And and old jail, old jail. You did. I didn't even see it because. <laughs> yeah, homie, you're just. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's that was a nice, playful spot that we went. I liked it overall, but if you want to roll on back to the old jail in episode, that also in a weird way has one of the creepiest things I've experienced personally. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. Our next spot is, so we left Grafton. 
and we're on our way back to bring it full circle to where we started which well it's next to where we started we were going to end our trip at the mineral springs hotel but on the way it's a heck of a drive back because we just did all of this driving to get here and he's like you know what i'll tell some stories while we're on our way back so he told us the story of this place called hop hollow road oh yeah and i will be honest i it's hard to find when i say hard to find i actually don't really have any history for hop hollow road because it was one of those you weren't really supposed to know about it kind of roads it was sort of a back backwoodsy yeah it was meant urban legend kind of kind of it was meant as a secret a secret road to get people to and from places and there was there's this urban legend that somebody some people would take i think it was like prisoners would take take that road like use that road to hide and escape yeah uh-huh yeah well there's also an urban legend that someone would find these prisoners be like oh i'll take you to safety but like they just it was just a ploy to get them to kill them get the stuff off of their bodies like any valuable goods and then ditch the bodies because this is a you know hidden pathway that nobody comes down usually so they're not going to look there also these are people runaways who nobody's looking for nobody misses kind of thing Mm -hmm. so they would take their goods leave them for dead so there's now all these spirits out in the woods at hop hollow road so i'm sorry there's something (laughs) there was they actually did find even if they were urban legends or not there have been human remains found out on on this trail oh yeah yeah i yeah it's coming back to me now (laughs) and there was actually an instance where kids found some bones that ended up being tested and they were found to be over 150 years old yeah yeah. which sort of ended up falling in the timeline of the time that these prisoners and runaways and nobodies or whatever were taking these trails and potentially being killed and tossed away so is that true or not who knows but there that's the legend is you can actually see a man on the side of the road hitchhiking while you're going down this road and he was troy was really big on like if you ever the road's really overgrown now i don't even think it's really a road anymore he's like you can find it Uh uh-huh but don't take it and he's like and if for some reason you do take it do not pick up hitchhikers do not pick up hitchhikers he was very adamant on that because there are stories saying that you'll see a man on the side of this road hitchhiking and if you pick him up he will get in your car and disappear when you pass the old goat pasture where they used to bury remains like the remains the soldiers or the Mm -hmm. confederate soldiers yeah and then he's he has told he told us how he has told this story before on the tour he gives Mm -hmm. this tour a lot and honestly that's a common urban legend usually it's not like a soldier it's a, a girl on the side of the road and yeah yeah so it's the whole ghost hitchhiker you get to your location you're like this is your stop bud and then they disappear like that's really yeah that's pretty typical but i think it was even like what in a scary stories to tell in the dark book like yeah yeah <laughs> something like that yeah yeah so but apparently he was telling this story one time on this tour 
And these two women in the back start freaking out, like genuinely freaking out that he had to stop. And he, in this, at this, the, in this time, sorry, this was back when the tour wasn't as big. So they were like on a smaller, not a charter bus, but like, like a trolley car. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was very disruptive when two women start freaking out. They're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, so he had to stop everything going on. He's like, are you two good? <laughs> and they were, I don't know if this is relevant, but he said they were from Kansas City. They had never been on this tour before. They didn't know. Right, they're not from the area. And- right. They said he he was getting ready to start to tell this story. That's what it was. I'm sorry. He was getting ready to start to tell the story. He hadn't even gotten to the whole typical storyline and they freaked out. And they said that they saw a man on the side of the road outside of their trolley car who stepped out of the bushes and started waving his arms. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he hadn't told them anything about this road yet. Yeah. So, uh, yep. That kind of reminds me of Edna Collins with us. The first time we were taken out there, we were told nothing about it. And then you said you saw something and they're like, what did you see? And you told <laughs> and them I and they it out. took off. Yeah. So it's it's silly because it's like the typical stuff he had the plot twist for us. The little girl crying or whatever it was him in the hotel and now this he's telling this story and these women are like i see a man on the side of the road waving his arms Mm -hmm. and then he has to awkwardly tell the story of hop hollow road well now that you mention it yeah (laughs) now that you say that and it now currently serves as a confederate soldier cemetery Mm -hmm. rip sorry anyway that sucks (laughs) yeah (laughs) so anyway that is Hop Hollow Road. That's the story. He told some other little titty bits on the way back to Mineral Springs. Mm-hmm. Mostly just trying to pass the time because at this point it was late. Yeah, I went through my notes and I totally messed up because he did explain what was behind the BP. I will jump back to that real quick. The, oh, BP, okay. it's, the reason they heard the baby crying is the bloody bucket and BP just happened to be close to each other, but not necessarily... Uh, connected in that way if you will yeah i was incorrect yeah the bloody bucket was genuinely just i think i ended up having notes on that and the bloody bucket ended up just being like what i said it was it was you know bar fights and it said something like jesse james and his gang was weren't strangers to grafton in the bloody bucket they were murderers thieves bushwhackers jayhawkers i don't even know what that is (laughs) Oh, I just read horse, so I was like, bushwhackers, jaywalkers, horses, they, <laughs> all these crazy murderers. You couldn't be a horse in the 1800s. Yeah, so all the, although the Bloody Bucket did have its fair share of, like, genuine, there were gangs and murderers, and they're right on the Mississippi, so it wasn't uncommon to see, you know, unknown bodies floating down the river the next morning. Yeah. It's not connected to the BP. The Bloody Bucket was genuinely bloody because it'd be like that mm-hmm. in the late 19th century. But what I was talking about behind the BP is actually uh, this is why they heard the little girl crying. I mixed up my stories. It's that's what he called Baby Hollow, or that's what the locals call Baby Hollow. Remember now? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I definitely forgot. Uh, Baby Hollow is. They said. 
people could hear the kids crying. And that's when the guy, when he moved into his house, he's like, man, I keep hearing kids crying. And his friend took this tour and was like, yikes, dude, I hate to break it to you. Um, But most of the stories were just made up to scare people. That's the thing is he said there's really no truth behind it. Right. It's Um, like it's almost like Hop Hollow Road. And it's like, here's this urban legend of the hitchhiker getting in your car Mm-hmm. And without the women's knowledge, they saw what the urban legend was. Without this guy's knowledge, he mm-hmm. heard what the locals said you're supposed to hear. Even though it was completely made up. Now, there used to be something on the grounds. They called it a pest house. It was like a quarantine house. Oh, yeah. So when people yeah. got sick, they put them in there. Like, really sick. Like, basically, sick. They're like, we're <laughs> going to put you here to be comfy which if you went to the pest house you weren't leaving the pest house Mm -hmm. so i mean that could be part of it uh but this baby hollow that people made up has now become a a real thing behind Mm -hmm. the bp of all places (laughs) behind the bp gas station and they say if you hear a kid crying it could follow you home and haunt you see i don't that's why you don't want to go check out baby hollow because you may bring something home with you yeah but now I'm going to bring us to the end of our bus tour. Full and this circle, is where if you will. we did get to actually immerse ourselves. And we're taking you all the way back to last month where we began. I was going to say, not only was this a full circle bus trip, but now we're full circle back to part one. We're back to the building where it all began. Mm-hmm. The Mineral Springs Hotel. Hotel. Yes. And this is where the shops were inside the uh oh man what that is the metaphysical sp- shop called yeah it was like spirit oh it had it a was, clever name it did um oh gosh wow i can't believe i forgot it i'm gonna look it up go and on. then there's the asylum where the museum you get to go in and see all that cool stuff where we looked at torture devices yeah that was fun so he brings us back to the mineral springs hotel you're gonna say it, it's gonna make me mad because i know what it is it's like on the tip of my tongue i'm uh, gonna be annoyed hold on not akron uh gross oh, lord We'll continue to look that up, and I will tell you a little bit uh, more. Uh, oh, it's um, um, it's raining zen. How yeah, I, <laughs> I just did like the <laughs> rain thing. It just came to me. You didn't even have to. Shoot. I didn't. I know. But anyway, I'm gonna just brush you up here up <laughs> on the mineral Sorry. springs. Um, mineral springs. This is coming from IllinoisHauntedHouses.com. Says, Which is that fun website that has the little, like, it rates how haunted a place is with the little oh. pumpkins and the the haunted, like, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like Angel Fire, but better. It's fun. <laughs> anyway, they said, while it now stands as an antique mall, which still is up for debate, there's not a ton there um, yeah. that we saw anyway. At one time, it was a hotel, and it had opened in 1914 and featured what was the largest swimming pool in the state of Illinois with mineral water, and they claimed that the water could cure people. Oh. Cure them of what, you ask? You Name yes. it. Yes. Name it. It cures it. Anything to get people to spend money. Yep. The hotel stood five stories tall and featured terrazzo floors, marble staircases, and art glass, bringing the feel of luxury. You know, it does feel... When they say it's an uh, antique mall, I wouldn't call it a mall. Like, it's antique in its structure. There are a lot of original mm-hmm. 
the whole structure pretty much is original. Yeah. And I like that. Well, the room that we met in, uh, where we convened in and he had his, all his books set up, he said that whole room was almost 100% original. Everything, the paint, the molding, everything like that. Basically just electricity to accommodate modern times. Mm Mm-hmm. Back to the building. By the 1950s, it began to see signs of deterioration. Whoops. By 1971, it did close down for good. But 1978, restoration began, and it developed into the property now known as the mall. Um, In all its history and grandeur, the place is said to be haunted, of course. There are three defined ghosts that are believed to exist in the building. That includes the Jasmine Lady, who you can identify by her perfume that I bet smells it smells like, like Jasmine. jasmine. <laughs> yep. George, who is the artist who painted the mural in the crystal room bar, and he died before finishing it. Man, so we faceless got a faceless nun, nun anyway. yeah. <laughs> And Cassandra, a little girl who reportedly drowned in the pool and enjoy play and who enjoys playing marbles. That's sad, but also Cassandra. Cassandra. <laughs> <laughs> While the hotel is no longer in operation, the antique mall known as Mineral Springs Mall regularly offers tours. Surprise. Which is what we did. We took a tour. And the, I took some notes here about the the building itself, what Troy ended up telling us. Yeah. He said that that ghost of George, um, he actually, when they said he died, he shot himself is supposedly the story. Yeah. And he appears around the staircase, mm-hmm. which you can see right when you walk in. It's towards the back. You, you couldn't go yeah, up. Yeah, it was roped off. But... I don't know what's up there, but it says you can't go up there. So we didn't go up there. Um, the Jasmine lady, she was supposedly cheating on her husband with a guest at the hotel. Oops. And this is, uh, she's not been, uh, identified. So this is of course just what people have come up with their best theory, but she was cheating on her husband with someone at the hotel and her husband found out and he actually pushed her down the stairs and she died. That's the story people tell. Uh huh. There's no... Nothing to back that up. Right. No, uh, notated history of that. Yeah. No, 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 no. What? Another story is uh, her name is Pearl Suds. And she checked in under a fake name and ended up committing suicide by taking pills. And she was in the room for two days before they found her. Oh, that's gross. I'm, no, Pearl was real. No, I know. I'm saying like she was dead for I know. two well, days. Well, I said I said that was the other story of the Jasmine lady. That's not true. Pearl was actually a real person. I take bloop, 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 take yes. back what I said. <laughs> Pearl was real, and she actually did take pills, and she was in that hotel for two days before someone found her body. It's starting to feel a little seasily up in this mug. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, but two years ago, uh, from this year actually, 2020, an elderly man actually came to the hotel and he was his, the nephew of Pearl and he did the tour. Did and did he, I can't remember if he knew or not that that was going to be a part of the tour. I would imagine if he's a nephew. Like yeah. we're not talking great 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 like just well I think he probably saw the hotel was on the tour mm-hmm. and went and knew this like heard of 
about it or whatever. But he asked if he could see the room where Pearl died and they actually ended up showing him because he did tell them some stuff that a normal person wouldn't have known. Yeah. You know, he had this knowledge. Then they're like, okay, maybe he really is a nephew. So they took him to see the room and he started telling stories about her and he started crying Mm -hmm. because he knew that she was in a bad marriage and that she had um, mental health issues, mental health issues. Yes. And his mom. Oh, this is why they think it's Pearl. Look here. I come back around again. I need to like (laughs) take better notes. You guys No, listen at this point in the time at this point, I'm not even tired now at this point in time on the tour. It was what time? (sighs) See, okay. Almost. Well, our time, our time was was like midnight. Right. Keeping in mind, we still had a long drive home. We had, I think we all just got off work and immediately left to go on this trip. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking along at these notes as Megan's going too. <laughs> and I remember Megan telling me as we're driving home, you're like, I took notes, but I started getting tired. So I hope they make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't very clear with my notes. The Jasmine lady, the first story they told was there was no basis to it about the woman getting pushed down the stairs. Now this Pearl Suds, uh, he told the story about how his mom made him take a bath every time he came from from his aunt's house, from Pearl's house. So we're back to the nephew. Um, he always had to take a bath when he got home from visiting because he would smell of her so strongly. And what was the scent that she carried? Jasmine. Jasmine, Jasmine perfume. So that's why they believe... The, that's a better story that Pearl Suds is yeah, possibly Pearl Suds is real and is most likely the Jasmine lady. Yes, um, that's really sad. You know that he. I mean, it's sad, but also interesting. I guess that he. That's how he provided that piece of information. Well, it's another one of those things that people are claiming. Like, there's a Jasmine lady here. Ha ha ha! And then he's like, "Oh, my aunt who killed herself here." Yeah, like unalived i don't know what well, the technical term is but uh, more jasmine perfume strong. i don't know if you could even smell it now because it's raining zen is so <laughs> strong with you'll incense. get patchouli that's and other things yeah but one, when we first went to the mineral springs uh hotel or the mall the first time we visited uh we did not get a chance to visit the pool no so what he mentioned tour, that it was below us while we were there Yes. the museum guy and i was like oh that's cool like it never occurred to me we could go down there yep so that is one of the perks we got with this tour is that we actually got to go down into the pool yes if you want to cover that right the pool was genuinely the last last stop of this tour and i'll be honest like i said at this point we're all tired we're like man we like not that we wanted this to be over but we're like it's getting kind of getting kind of late he takes us down he's telling us stories like a story of someone had only one person ever drowned in that pool but someone did he they think that he dove in hit his head drowned that way Mm -hmm. and he's talking about people are people hear water running and splashing and that pool has not been functioning for decades now yeah and that they'll there was a time where they found wet footprints by the pool and all these spooky stories which is all fine and well but for one for 
are I think we you said you had a couple instances before this like seeing the person walking in the old boat works building mm-hmm. and I don't did I don't think I mentioned it in the our first episode what I felt in the museum I don't rem- I honestly don't remember that sounds awful but we were reading about the dolls um oh we yeah, were yeah. standing near the dolls and I we are as much as we like going ghost hunting and we want to find something I feel like we also approach it in a very skeptical way because uh, a realistic it, way. Yeah, yeah. And we were standing by the case reading the, uh, this is upstairs, um, reading the history of the dolls that were in there because they had all those crazy dolls. And one of them, as I was reading it, I'm like, man, my head is starting to hurt. And I don't know if, what, if I was like hungry, probably, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> caffeine, whatever, but I was like, I am getting a headache. But I kept reading through her little bio they had with this doll. And about halfway through, it said, people have claimed that this doll drains energy. And I said, are you kidding right now? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that was a weird little thing. I mean, could it be a coincidence? Yes. But it just happened while I was standing there reading her description. I mean, there are instances where we were reading, like we moved down, we were reading other things. And I, I don't remember what I was looking at exactly, but I was suddenly like, I'm feeling like uncomfy in my skin. Mm -hmm. It is stuffy, blah, blah, blah. Turns out where we were standing, the air conditioning did not hit. So there's the explanation (laughs) for that. (laughs) Still uncomfy in my skin. Yes, but not ghosts. Just need to lose some weight. (laughs) (laughs) But things like that. Like at first I was like, man, I'm really uncomfortable over here. And he's like, oh yeah, it's hot back there. There's no air conditioning. I was like, okay, no ghost. (laughs) So this is another instance where it's almost like when we least expect it, when we're the least ready to gather information is when some things start to happen. Now, again, I will say this isn't like, this is an old building. This is obviously an old building. We try to write things off as we can. And could this be technically written off? I mean, there's always something to look into. Mm -hmm. But we all gather around this pool. He's telling these stories. He specifically starts talking about a theory that we have talked about, which is water carries energy, like spiritual Mm -hmm. energy. And as he's saying that, I swore that Megan took a picture of something behind me with Flash. And this is like in a dimly lit pool. Oh. (laughs) And I... (laughs) I was like, why would you do, like, you're drawing attention to us. Like, I noticed the flash right away. Nobody else turned around. I was like, all right, I guess, like he said, we could take pictures. So maybe nobody thought anything of it. So I turned around to ask Megan, like, why did you, what did you just take a picture of? And you pointed up and I saw, you know, the ceiling and a light (laughs) fixture. And I was like, why'd you take a picture of it? And you're like, I didn't. And it was the light bulb. As soon as he said something along the lines of water conducts energy mm-hmm. and they believe that's why there's a lot of energy down in the pool area specifically the light bulb flashed above us like someone was taking a picture uh-huh <laughs> and then you just see it slowly start pulsing and i'm like and we both stared at it for like an uncomfortable amount of time and it was just this really creepy light mm-hmm. and no other light bulb in that room was doing it except for the one directly above us yeah and <laughs> i was like you know what it's an old building. It's old wiring. Very possibly could just be a weird light bulb. That I mean, that happens. Mm-hmm. And so we made a point after he was like, all right, like we're wrapping up. If you have any questions, let me know. We'll head upstairs. 
I ended up going over to him and I was like, I don't want to sound silly, but like that light bulb over there. Like, have you ever heard anybody say anything about any of the light bulbs doing anything weird or that corner being weird? He's like, no, I don't think so. And we told him about what happened. And he also he's like, well, the wiring's old. It could be something like that. I'm like, yeah, I, I figured as much. I just wanted to say that it was kind of you know right. conveniently well timed, timed yeah that it happened and it was the only light bulb and he not in a mean way but was just like yeah it's just an old building and in the middle of dismissing our light bulb instance you just hear like a knock across the pool mm-hmm. and we are the only it everyone was me, else had left yeah, it was me megan maddie and troy standing at the threshold getting ready to go upstairs and it was on the opposite end of the pool and no one else was in there and it was loud enough that this man who was dismissive of whatever has seen all these scary things has written all these books he stopped and he went wait and just like stared he's like did you hear that and we're like yeah he said i don't know what that was and we waited to see if it happened again and there was like a creek like a moaning creak mm-hmm. and then it stopped he's like well that was weird yeah. let's get upstairs and i'm like guy guy right. like it's happening right now when you're wanting to go upstairs yeah that well and i had also asked because i took some pictures and this is where i say i'm hesitant about orbs and stuff uh across the pool when you first walk in there are these um open kind of window things it's like in the brick wall it's almost like it's been bricked off and it's there's like something on the other side wall. it's like a three-quarter wall yeah and i couldn't see even staying on like my tippy toes i couldn't see so i <laughs> held my phone up and stuck it in the hole and i was taking pictures and i made sure to take a few just we, yeah, so we've learned in the past you take multiple pictures in the yes. same spot to catch any changes in the environment right if something is moving discrepancies you want to catch it and one of my pictures or a couple of my pictures you do see almost like a mist or an orb i'm not and i also asked him about that when you were asking about the light i said hey what used to be over on that side and he told us and i don't remember what it was i think it was just like lounging rooms or something because it was off of the the mineral spring the mineral pool yeah so who knows what it was but um i told him you know i got these weird pictures and he's like yeah it's probably dust and then we said also we don't want to seem like these people like everything's haunted but the light's also doing this weird thing he's like yeah it's it's old and then that's when we heard the the knocking happened but it happened right where you took your picture where the mist was yeah it came from that side and that's why now i'm second guessing my pictures where i thought I also thought it was dust, and that's why I just asked, just to be on the safe side, what's over there? And that's where the noise came from. We were trying not to seem like the people who thought every fart in the wind was a ghost, so we didn't (laughs) want to seem silly. But like I said, that she took the picture over there that had the weird mist that could have just been dust, but then the knocks that happened that made him stop talking. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well... (laughs) Yeah. And that unfortunately closed it up i mean i know because he had all those people upstairs because he even said he's like i've got my books upstairs if you want me to sign it like i'll go upstairs we can talk some more so he had things to do but we had to go with him he had to shut the place up so yeah we didn't we kind of just had to leave it at that i wish we could have investigated further it would have been nice and they do private tours i think this is another one of those instances where i think if you can afford the private investigation the private tour Mm -hmm. go ahead and do it yeah we just need to 
if we can plan far enough in advance, we will get one one day. <laughs> that is the goal. But that ended our tour of Alton, Illinois, slash Grafton, slash Elsa. <laughs> slash everything. Yeah. I, we told you guys there is a lot. I feel like we sped through that, too. Well, I mean, I told you I read half my information on Elsa. I know you skimmed mm-hmm. on a couple that just hit the highlights. Like, I don't know. Apparently, this is just a hotbed. Yeah. So and actually, we had a, I had a friend reach out to me to say that her husband is actually from Alton, Illinois. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that he talks about how haunted it is all the time. And mm-hmm. Well, he needs to share some stories. <laughs> I know. I know. And I don't know. I don't know. Just lots, much to think about. I, I feel like we'll be taking another trip. Probably. I will, at least. I want to stay in Elsa. <laughs> I will say, speaking of that friend, she also sent, we've actually got in, we had a dry spell of getting listener stories and such. We know we're not a large podcast. We're not anything crazy. But when we do get stories, we try to respond to you guys. And if we haven't yet, I promise we'll get there. Yeah. Um, We really appreciate, even though we don't mention it a lot anymore, we do appreciate you guys telling us any haunted stories or haunted experiences that you guys have had and we've gotten a few that we just kind of put on the back burner recently i think we've sort of been letting them compile Mm -hmm. and so i swear i think i would like to talk about those stories in an upcoming episode if we find relevance or time maybe on the next quote-unquote listener episode yeah so first episode of the month what have you so yeah, we're we're getting the stories. Keep sending stories if you all have any spooky oh, yeah. places. If you're from Alton, Illinois, apparently this this not so well. No, it's sizable. I think. Yeah. But yeah, tell us if Just you've been anywhere. Just because we're not asking for your stories doesn't mean we don't want them. <laughs> Shoot, I love telling. Obviously, we love telling spooky haunted stories we started a podcast just to do that so (laughs) if you tell us your stories we are always willing to listen to them to talk to you about them and if you're cool with it talk about them on the podcast oh yeah if y'all remember the good old days when we used to have people on here before old covid i know and honestly it did start in the midst of covid but it was people who were already close to us and we were around yeah regularly so well, and all of us were safe, and for some reason, we all got hit late in the game. Yeah, so, <laughs> whoops-a-daisy. That sucked. But anyway, this has been a, a lengthy one. Alton was a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Sorry, if, sorry if it felt a little scatterbrained, a little rushed. There was a lot to get through, a lot to remember, mm-hmm. and half-sleepy notes. Is that thunder that's I That's thunder, oh my god. Wonderful, <laughs> we gotta wrap her up. So, uh, that's gonna wrap up Alton, but... Next week, we'll be back to our alphabet. We will. And we're getting dangerously close to uh, our own home state, oh. which like, by the time we get there, what haven't we covered? Just kidding. There's plenty. There's oh. plenty. Oh, yeah. Next week, we're going to be in Idaho. Yeah. Uh, Lauren. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we're kind of mad at Idaho right now. Man, that thunder is crazy. Mm-hmm. I know you guys can't hear, but just know that it's a it's a rolling in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll wrap it up then before we lose power in this episode. That would oh, really gosh. hurt my feelings. Oh, no. Okay, well, <laughs> see, see y'all in next Idaho. week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Mixing, editing, and music is by Kelsey Ingram. Our cover art is done by both of us. Visit our website at orsothesaypod.com. You can find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all at orsothesaypod. 
If you would like to donate and have access to all of our evidence from our investigations, please visit patreon.com slash or so they say pod. You can donate as little as $1 to hear EVPs, watch haunting videos, and see photographic evidence we've captured during our travels. You can also give a once-off donation to our PayPal, which will be linked on our website as well. Merchandise can be found at redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod. You can find or so they say on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And when you do find us, please make sure to rate, review, follow, or subscribe. We and the algorithms will thank you for it. See See you next week. week.